Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, alrighty then. Hey, this is Chris Perry. I am the Commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and this is the WCHL Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening. On the other end of the line, it should be my very best friend in all the world, the lead pom-pom cheerleader for the University of Oklahoma Hockey, the general manager for OU Hockey, and the lead ice technician at the Blazers Ice Center. His name is Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, look at you coming in loud and clear. I like it. <laughs> Yikes. Andrew, how have you been? It's been a day. I have been fantastic today. How about you? Fan-freaking-tastic, huh? <laughs> I yes, love it. I, I love it. I love it. All right. Are you ready to uh, discuss some uh, hockey? I mean, we're, we're in a sprint here to the end. It's only we're. six weeks till we're in uh, St. Louis. This is, this is no longer a marathon. We are in sprinting form now. Isn't that scary? We're there. We are right there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's get right to it because, Andrew, we had nine games last week in the Western Collegiate Hockey League starting on Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Jamestown, soon to be in the B Conference, flew down to uh, the Phoenix area and got to play Grand Canyon, the Antelopes. The Lopes started their spring season on Wednesday while I was at a play. The Lopes in Jamestown were taking it on, and Grand Canyon, to my surprise, and and it's a pleasant surprise. Grand Canyon wins the game five to four in overtime. How about that? The uh, I think that was honestly called by uh, a very smart man that Grand Canyon was going to uh, pull off that <laughs> win there. I got, I got a How feeling, about- Andrew. A lot of this is going to be you making correct calls. Oh, I was pretty salty last week. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah. hey, how about Grand Canyon? No, we something we scream about all the time. They're two for three on the power play. That they were. Boom! Got it. And they got and they it. and they did not quit. No, good for them. Good for them. They're they're a tough little team, and I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be scrappy all the way to the end on this season here, right? Grand Canyon's goaltender Kasabowski, Scott Kasabowski. Tell you what, he's either all on or he's all off. Against Arizona, he seems to always be on. Against Jamestown, he seemed to be on. Against um, against Arizona State, he was off because I think they pumped like seven goals in on him on two yeah. periods. Yeah. But, geez, uh, Kasabowski, you know, holds the fort down for GCU and a kid named uh, Braden Husby. I'm probably saying yep. that wrong. Husby, Hughesby, I don't know. All I know is, Andrew, did you see the did you see the game winning goal? No, I haven't. This kid, th- this kid, it's three on three, five minute overtime. This kid gets the puck in the offensive zone, kind of you know right inside the blue line, and he immediately goes on a tour of the offensive zone. He <laughs> skates to his right and goes all around up the boards, behind the net, back on the left side of the boards, and comes back up to the top of the blue line. And, you know, you think at some point in time, one of the Jamestown guys is going to put the kid on his ass. 
yeah. right? Because, I mean, that's normally what happens when you get, you know, Sergei Fedorov, um, you know, deciding to, you know, try to skate through people. Someone at some point is going to say enough is enough, and they're going to put him right on his butt. Yep. This kid, when he made, when he completed his, his first lap, it looked like he was getting ready to go on a second lap, and instead <laughs> he, he, he dug his shoulder down. He got an edge on the uh, Jamestown defender. Went in and uh, went in on the goaltender on the right side, and it was a sharp angle shot, and the kid roofed it with like 15 seconds, or maybe it was, I don't know, 20 seconds into the game, and you're like, holy smokes, I can't believe what I just saw. Jamestown loses, Grand Canyon wins. How about that? Uh, Grand Canyon celebrated big time, and uh, I was just grateful that during the cel- during the c- celebration, yeah, that... Uh, you know, team switch ends in overtime. I was just grateful that nobody uh, decided to go over and rub it in Jamestown's face, right? You didn't, you didn't want another bench-clearing brawl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, <laughs> one of those was enough. Jeez, but how about that? I Honest to God, when I saw the kid doing his little lap, I thought, I know how to take care of this really quick. Yeah. Someone just knock him on his butt, put him up against the boards, poke the, you know, trip him, do something. But, you know, make them, those things rarely, if ever, work. But this was the yeah, one out of 100 rarely, yeah. times when it worked. The, uh, how about, so he had the game winner. How about, so we're going to give a couple of shout-outs here. Number 33, Jacob Cummings for Grand Canyon. Yep. He had two goals and an assist in the game. So Producer. Producer. So he was just as clutch as number six and on Wednesday night. How about that? Yep. Yep. 33. You know, every time I, I put, I, I put the scores into for Grand Canyon into the system. And every time I see 33, I always, I'm, I'm thinking that's, that's a goaltender. Are you sure that's, you know, I have to correct myself. Yeah, that, that's it's a weird, right? Mr. Cummings. Um, because I'm thinking, you know, 33 is a goalie number. 33 is sure. a goalie number. And here he is skating. Yep. He's usually starting. Um, but yeah, the kid's putting up some big numbers. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. So how about that? Grand Canyon comes through for Andrew, and uh, beats Jamestown. And it's going to be that's that's just a uh, the theme of the of the week for Jamestown. I think. Poor them. So it, it we'll get to them here in a little bit. But boy, it sucks to be them. So hey, uh, okay. So that was Wednesday night. Jamestown loses at Grand Canyon, and that's in the in the eyes of the computer. That'll go in as a as a tie. It'll be a four four yeah. tie, but. Um, again, one team celebrated, one team did not. So, uh, anyways, okay. Hey, on Thursday night, we had two games and Andrew, uh, one of them was at your place. UCO came down to Oklahoma and then the other one was at GCU, Arizona, um, and Grand Canyon. Which one do you want to tackle first? All right, wing. Let's stick with the Arizonas. We're on a roll. There you go. Arizona goes into, um, uh, Arizona Ice Arcadia to take on the Antelopes, fresh off their stunning victory over Jamestown. And I'm telling you what, Andrew, you know, you, you think that... Uh, <laughs> you, you, I, know, you, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, where am I going with this? Uh, yeah, the, uh, Just think Arizona's got it figured out, and then here comes Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon spring, se- has their, semester. Has their number. Again. Yeah. It seems like we talk about this about this time of year every season, doesn't it? It sure does. And uh, you know, it, Arizona gets uh, gets on the board first, and um, you know, then uh, Grand Canyon ties it up, and Arizona gets on the board in the second to take a two to one lead. Grand Canyon ties it up in the third. The thing goes all the way. It went to overtime. Nobody scored yep. in overtime. 
and uh, uh, wow, Arizona ends up taking the shootout over Green <laughs> over GCU two to one, two to one, yep, in three shooters. And um, I'll tell you what, I mean the, the the funny thing is, the two guys that scored for Arizona in the shootout, Matthew. Matthew Hole and John Shively. Yeah, Shively, five and thirteen. I'm telling you what, and they had moves that just no. Well, Hole just came down and ripped it. Yep. Um, Hole came down and ripped it. Shively juked the Grand Canyon goaltender again, Kasabowski. He juked him out, not only out of his jock, but out of his pads, out of his blocker, out of his glove. He was just left. Yeah, out of everything. He was just left naked there on the ice. And then Shively <laughs> decided to put the puck in the net. That's I mean, funny. he had a sick, sick, sick shootout move. But the funny thing is, both of those boys, 5 and 13 for Arizona, they're defensemen. The 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 off the 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 forwards for Arizona. And now granted only one forward took a shot, Max Meyer. Uh, but uh Arizona was just struggling to get the forwards going there. And so they had to lean on the D to come through with the six shootout moves. They, uh, and we talked about the shootout. Do you just skate down and rip it, or do you uh, skate down and put a little move on and try to score that way? Until, you know. Um, it worked this weekend. It, it worked. It worked. Both those, I don't know if it's uh, people are gripping their stick too tight or the, you know nobody expects a defenseman to score or what. But uh, I, I just thought it was ironic that it was two D guys who come through and score the goals for Arizona about, in the shootout. How about, how about that? How about that? Had to be very frustrating for both coaches because um, I'm sure, you know, Coach Roy is just coming off a shootout win over Jamestown. Here he's going to overtime again. And again, in the eyes of the computer, that game will count as a tie. Yep. Um, and, you know, Arizona ranked at, what, 15, 16 in the nation at the time. You know, they're used to just winning everything. And uh, it just has to be frustrating that they can't, uh, you know, they put on, you know, how many shots on goal? It was like 30, 34 shots on goal, something uh, like that? It was 30, 37, 32 Arizona. Yeah. I mean, and they only got two goals out of it. So it had to be very, very frustrating for both Amazing, coaches. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, anyway, so that was, that was fun. How Grand Canyon, two games in two days, both of them go into overtime. There. Oh, hey, Grand Canyon showed up there playing tough this weekend. That's for Played sure, tough. Right? Well, let's talk about playing tough because your Sooners <laughs> took it on the chin and on Thursday night. They, UCO comes in, and it was a game for like the first 30 minutes, and then after that, UCO just kind of took over. Yep, yep. They, uh, what'd they do? We 6-2 six, six, was the final there, right? 6-2, to two, UCO beats they, Oklahoma at Oklahoma. Now, isn't this – you guys have played four times now, right? Uh, yeah, so we've played – one at the beginning, two in the middle, and then one now, and then we have two left in February to make six total. Yeah, and so far UCO is four and zero, and you're zero and four. Is that correct? Yep, yep. The yep. Uh, the the story on this one is you can't take, you can't give nine opportunities on the power play. The, uh, yeah, because then your top guys are tired, and then you have nothing nothing to do, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I just. Um, I mean that that's how I see it. I know I was talking with someone else earlier in the week and uh who's more of a hockey guy than well, I'm not a hockey guy, but uh yeah, we're not hockey guys. I, I suggested that, you know, discipline, you know, caught up with Oklahoma and he yeah. vehemently disagreed. But um 
uh, I would say just looking at the penalties, there's, I don't know, there's like, like two to one penalties, Oklahoma yeah. to UCO. And, yeah, it was nine, nine five on the, on the penalty marker there. Yeah. So and, um, two to one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you can't you can't give a good team like UCO. You can't give those guys credit. For okay. for years, Oklahoma's reputation was sit back. They're gonna self they're gonna self implode. Yep. Just take the power plays that they're gonna give you and make it hurt on the power plays. Yep. Lindenwood yep. for years, I mean, told me straight to my face. That's exactly what they do. That's how yeah. they game plan for us. Yeah, uh, and that's what happened this week or on Thursday night, right? The uh, like you, like you said, you know good 30 minutes almost two periods into it we were oklahoma was hanging with them right yeah and then uh you know just too many penalties caught up and guys were getting tired and you know then then you start getting soft goals right that and uh bad things happen when you're not when you're not disciplined right and uh see if they can't fix those issues that they've got going on right yeah figure, yeah. figure out how Figure out how to stay out of the box and, and go from there, right? Well, and they also they got to. I know that you've found some offense, but uh, in addition to the discipline, they Oklahoma seems like they got to find a way to score because the shots were what forty three to ten. Yep. Uh, I mean that's that, that's that's not going to win you games. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it it worked the other way. UCO figured it out, right? Yeah, totally, totally. But when you're killing penalties all the time, too, well, sure, that's going to keep your shot totals down. So yep. yeah, you got well, one, kind of, one builds on the other. Right? Yeah, I was going to say they kind of go hand in glove, right? They dovetail with one another. Yep, yep, totally. So all right, and then uh, so so that's the Wednesday, the midweek games that we had last week, and then Friday, Saturday, we had uh, well, your games against Texas A&M got canceled. They did. You had they a. Did. You said you got a text or a call in the middle of the night on Thursday <laughs> night. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. I got a voicemail at a little after midnight and woke up to that Friday morning and at 7 a.m. and started texting people and saying, hey, this is a no-go. So Texas A&M spares themselves some uh, humiliation and um, Oklahoma gets the, the rest of the weekend off. That's right. So they, uh, went to the, they, sucks. they went to the library. Yeah, well, sure. Okay. They went to the library. The bar, the 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 bar known as the library, or or the actual no, library no, with books nope, in it. The, nope, my my kids are all good kids. They they went to the library to, not that they had anything to study because classes hadn't started yet, but you know they were just kind of taking in the aura and the smell of the library and just soaking in all that knowledge. A little preemptive studying. Yeah, a little preemptive studying. You know they. They sat around and read thick books, leatherbacked bound books, you know. <laughs> it was it was it was great stuff. It was awesome to see. So they're ready to go. You're so full <laughs> of it. You're so full of it. You know, there is a place in Norman, and this is for the people that don't know, there's a place in Norman, a bar called the library. And it was yes. great because you can always tell your parents. I, in fact, I I know a girl, in fact, that, that I went to college with who told her parents that she got herself a job working at the library. There you go. And the, the father was so proud. And, <laughs> and then like two years later, she brought her mom to the library. <laughs> and like, turned, hey. yeah, that's when mom found out that the library was really a bar <laughs> called the library. <laughs> that's where she was working for two years. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's oh. pretty geniusly named in my opinion. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Hey, uh, Jamestown, after uh, t- getting losing to uh, Grand Canyon, tying on Wednesday night, losing in the shoot in the overtime, Jamestown went up to Las Vegas to go play the Skating Rebels. And that's a Friday, Saturday night affair. And Jamestown ends up losing both games. It went, uh, they lost in overtime on Friday night, four to three. Yes, they did. And then they lost in regulation on Saturday night, five to three. So Jamestown goes O for their Western trip. They they should have stayed in Jamestown. I'm telling you, yeah, they should have. They should have. Or maybe they just, you know, maybe it was just a deal where they were just coming down and they soaked up too much sun. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. Yeah. UNLV. Um, you know, uh, UNLV just ties the game, and uh, uh, it's I don't know. They scored. They scored the game-winning goal in, a minute into the into the game. So, yep. uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a minute into the overtime period, yeah, and no it problem. was yeah. that yeah. was a pretty little goal. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Tight game, back and forth, and then UNLV just came out and did what they normally do on uh, on Saturday. No, it was a little bit chippier affair because yeah, they got a little more, a little more spirited on Saturday, right? Well, they, James had wanted to set a tone, and uh, they tried to set a different tone. They've gotten embarrassed, lost both games. That has to be frustrating, you know. You come down, oh, totally. you think you're going to win all three games, and you lose the first two in overtime. So you uh, you're a little frustrated, and they yep. there, there was a little skirmish, a little fisticuffles, and uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, UNLV said we're not having none of it, and scored uh, five to three. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Jumped out, jumped out them two to one, and then uh, had them down four two after two periods. So kind of kind of yep. put them away there. Last goal, they had a couple of shots at the empty net there towards the end, and they finally got one in with like ten seconds or eight seconds to go in the game, yeah. and. By then it was that was all she wrote. So, Jamestown, uh, Jamestown goes O for the weekend. Stinks well, to be them. Took one on the chin. So Colorado State came up to Edmond to uh, after UCO beat Oklahoma. They went back home and they hosted Colorado State on Friday and Saturday. And these are WCHL games. Colorado State uh, first games back for the semester, kind of at a disadvantage because UCLA yeah. had played a couple of they'd yeah, what, played, played Alabama and Iowa State and then Oklahoma. Yeah, they played one Alabama, two Iowa States, one Oklahoma, one Oklahoma, right? So four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, UCLA ends up winning both of those games. Uh, the first night was just a an absolute whitewash. Yes. Six to two was the final score there, and it was it wasn't close. I mean. Again, UCO hits hard on the power play. They go, what, three for five it is? Yes, they, they were clicking on all cylinders on the power play again, three of five. Yeah, I mean, it's five to one after two periods. And, you know, yeah. hurry up and run the clock in the third period is how it turned out. And then by the guy that we, we talk a lot about with them is Vitaly Mikhailov, number 19. He yeah. uh, had a hat trick. Another hat Friday trick. Night. And then number 13, Austin Simpson, he plugged in two goals also. And, and and you know what the deal is, um, they they got a goaltender at the break. We've talked about him before, Doug Wakeland. He's a trans yeah. transferred to them from Western Michigan. I think he's now played in. Well, let's see, he played against Alabama. He played one of the games against Iowa State. He played the game against you, and he played the game against. Uh, I think he's got four wins now in the six games that UCO has played. Nice. I mean that's a that's a hell of a pickup for uh, for UCO. So uh, yep. he's doing yep. really well, doing well. And then on Saturday, boy, I thought Saturday it was going to be uh, 
it looked like Colorado State was going to give up the ghost. Uh, I, I had that mixed up. It looked like UCO was going to give up the ghost because Colorado State had them down three to one after the Jump. first period of play. How about that? Just jumped all over them. Two power play goals in the first. And yeah. UCO down three to one. Could not that? could not believe it. And somebody must have got a butt got got their got just torn to shreds. I guess. Well, I, what, I was going to say a butt chewing, but I wanted to make sure I was. <laughs> Uh, one of the I didn't want to have to put the e on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, totally. Because they come out and like in the first five minutes, UCO ties the game up three to three. Yes, and boom, you know, yeah, you, you just knew it was coming. Yeah, scored forty seconds in, and then uh, scored about another three and a half minutes or so later. Yep, to tie that thing up, and then they uh, took the go ahead late in the second and never looked back did not look back it wasn't even uh it wasn't it wasn't even close once they tied the game up you knew which way it was going to go yeah and yep. uh yeah. yeah they got a power play goal in the third and it they could have had like three or four more the this the colorado state goaltender really 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 played well yeah um, sam and simon he he saw a lot a lot a lot of rubber over the weekend yeah, well, and another kid that played well is that for UCO is that number thirteen Austin Simpson again. Yeah, because he comes in with two goals and one assist on Saturday, so he had a nice little five point weekend. Um, when, I, when I say that, I don't even know if he scored anything against OU. Well, I don't know. Here, let's uh, let's, oh, let's, let's take a look right. back. Austin Simpson, right thirteen. I don't see him. Nothing. Nope. Nothing nope. on Thursday. So nope. nice little five point weekend. I mean, hey, five points in three games. We'll take it. That's that's nothing to swatch about, right? Nothing to swatch about. So uh, so UCO goes three and zero for the weekend. Uh, Colorado State zero for Oklahoma at least so far. And then the uh, final series of the weekend was up at Missouri State. The University yeah. of Colorado, the Buffs, go to uh, go Any, to Missouri State. In holy smokes, Friday night any, was an absolute shocker. There? Anything happened there? No, no, nothing happened there. It was. Just a snoozer of a game. Colorado ends up jumping out, and they take the lead on on, on Missouri State. It, it turns out, Andrew, it's a five to five game at the end of regulation. It was just a that? fist fight back and forth. How about that? Colorado had a lead two to one. Missouri State scores three goals in the uh, third in the to frame. yep yep to keep it. It's four to four after two periods. It's five to five after. The third period, there was that? Missouri State had a penalty. Both teams had penalties, but Missouri State had a uh, gave up a long power play. It seemed yep. to, uh, to 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 uh, Colorado. Nobody could convert, and it goes to a shootout. And Andrew Colorado wins the shootout. It was they they won the shootout three to two in an epic eleven round shootout. I'm pretty. Hold on a second here. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure somebody called the Friday night upset of Colorado over Missouri State. Did I, we not? I, I I told you. I told you, you were on fire. Didn't, didn't I specifically call Friday night upset? You, I think, specifically uh, called the Friday night upset. No. Oh in, boy. Now, in, in in my defense, you also called for a Jamestown UNLV split. I think. I did. I did. Not, yeah. And nothing to laugh at Missouri State. I'm just. Just saying, the uh, I don't I don't call those very often, right? <laughs> <laughs> so take your victory lap while you can. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap, Andrew! An eleven round shootout. Eleven rounds. Nobody could score. It was three to two. 
They, uh, to their credit, to their credit, the, 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 the off ice and the on ice officials did the shootout 100% proper. Good. I mean, there was no duplication of skaters. There was no, um, it was, it was, it was done just the right way. I couldn't believe it. It's still on. If you go to YouTube on web, find uh, YouTube, look up web sports radio. The game is there. The shootout is epic. It goes 11 rounds. How about that? Now, you know, the, the broadcast might be a little instant replay happy. So you might miss a little, uh, you know, some of the shootout, you know, yeah. bits, bits and pieces of it here and there. But uh, I'm telling you what, it was, uh, what a stunner. What a stunner. Who would have expected number 30 at the time to come in and beat number, what they, I think they were number eight number at the nine. time. Yeah, number eight. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, number eight at the time. The, uh, that's crazy, isn't it? The, uh, the, the little shining light, Jacob Wythop, number 74 from Missouri State. He had three assists on the night. Yeah. And then uh, number 23, Max, oh, Lord, Pasnick. <laughs> uh, I'm probably totally butchered that, but he had yeah, you are. one assist. So, yeah, a couple couple kids had decent little games here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how about that? A Friday night upset. Gave up two points. The, the best, the best thing... Gave up two points. Crucial because let's we'll we'll talk about it here in a second. But Central Oklahoma and Missouri State are neck and neck in the race for yes. the Western Collegiate League Championship. But I thought so. Dropping two points for Missouri State was critical. But I the thing I really got a kick out of more than anything. Colorado, the goaltender for Colorado was a was a young boy, number one, Ravi Kotri, and Ravi is about. All of about five foot five. Yeah, he's not big. Not big at all. And truth be told, he was Colorado's number three or even number four goaltender in uh, in previous seasons. And you know, Coach Toller would throw him out there, you know, just to get him some action. But you know, wasn't really expecting a whole lot. It seemed you know, there's games when they were kind of overmatched. Wanted to, wanted yeah. to throw him in there. And, and I'm not saying that's what happened here because Ravi's played in some big games. In fact, I know Andrew; he played against uh, Oklahoma last, and he, he did. beat Oklahoma, I believe, or or went, uh, brought it to a shootout. Yeah, went to a shootout here. Yeah, yep. he played the Friday night game. Went to a the, shootout. There you go. I, I think he may have played one game up there in Colorado. I believe. He, I believe so. That, he that, won. that went. Yep. So Ravi's Ravi's come a long way, and it was uh, so. Anyways, it was gratifying to see him get the uh, he got the shootout win, and um, you know it's a confidence builder, and it was just good to see something good to happen to a good boy. No, not saying that there's not good boys on the Missouri State team. Not saying that at all. I'm just saying Ravi's come a long way. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you like to see stuff like that for for kids like that. Yeah, you do. He, he's worked hard. He's persevered, and he's stuck with the team, even though he may not be the the number one goaltender. He's still there, and uh, he's come a long way from basically being a practice goalie to you know he just beat the number eight team in the nation. So uh, yeah, good, pretty, good for him. And, and pretty cool, huh? And in, in the in the crucible of a shootout where it's literally just him and yeah, him and another. Him and the other kid, right? Insane, insane. Now, hey, on the flip side, Missouri, Missouri State, they they figured it out the next day. I think they were a little cheesed, fair to say, because <laughs> they came back and just took it to Colorado four to one on Saturday to split the weekend. Yep, yep. But they, uh, uh, wow, still, I mean, even even then, I mean, four one that was with an empty netter. Yep. 
So, I mean, it was really a 3-1 game. So, they say a two-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey because you get one goal and it's, you're right in it. So, you know, that's what hockey people say. But, I mean, uh, we should stop that. I mean. <laughs> that's why I bring it up, Andrew. Yeah, we should stop that. Actually, <laughs> let's let's start talking about burps and farts and, and, and telling crude jokes so we can get back on with our regular scheduled podcast. Since we're not right. hockey guys. That's right. <laughs> well, I, the the thing with uh, Missouri State that was uh, it was critical. It was critical because yeah. UCO and Missouri State going into the weekend were tied uh, for points. With um, they were they were tied with thirty points behind Nevada Las Vegas, and since uh, Missouri State dropped two of the six points and UCO earned all six points. Um, UCO is now in the lead for the Western Collegiate Hockey League with 36 points. Missouri State is in second place, two points behind them with 34. UNLV, the games against Jamestown weren't conference games, so they, they have 30 points. In third place, Arizona is in fourth place with 30. Um, I said, did I say 30? Uh, UNLV has 31. UNLV 31, yeah. There we go. Arizona has 30. After that, it's Utah with 18. Arizona State and Colorado are tied with 15. Grand Canyon has 13. Colorado State has 7. Oklahoma has 5. So there you go. UCO and Missouri State seem to be uh, in in Nevada, Las Vegas. They've all played 14 games. So they have six games, six leagues, six games league conference games remaining yep uco has a five-point lead over vegas has a two-point lead over missouri state and uco and missouri state play one another in two weeks i believe the uh that's those two points are going to be crucial yeah it's going to be that's going to be huge the uh I'm, I'm always a proponent you want to be in the driver's seat with your destiny you don't want to have to rely on other people for help right yep yeah uh, you can still go and beat UCO once or twice and, and make up those points and all that. But, you know, more than likely you're going to probably need some help if you're Missouri State for the remainder of the season here, right? Well, I mean, let's look at it because Missouri State has – they have six remaining games. They, they host Oklahoma this weekend. They're at UCO. Yeah. Then they're at Colorado. And, um, you know, arguably, arguably the hardest weekend or the easiest weekend that they have left is the one coming up against Oklahoma. Yep, right? yep. Going, statistically wise, you know. Yeah, I mean, come on. Colorado just beat beat them at their place. Yep. Um, Central Oklahoma has, they're at Colorado this weekend. They host Missouri State, and then they have the home and home with Oklahoma. So, you know, Central Oklahoma has got to worry about Colorado going going up to Boulder yes, they, this weekend. Yes, yes, they do, for sure. So, kind of, kind of interesting. Anyways, it's a, uh, it, right now it's a four-horse race, but it sure does look like two of the horses are breaking away from the rest of the pack. Yeah, uh, well, I see it added a little drama in here for us for the remainder of the season, right? That's right. And I don't want to forget Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, Nevada, Las Vegas, had, they have six games left there at Arizona, at Arizona State, and they host Grand Canyon. They're, they're right there. I mean, if one, two slip up, any at all. I yeah, mean, I mean, if, if, know, if, if UNLV's right there knocking on the door. That's right. If Central and, and Missouri State decide to split and, you know, have the points between themselves, and Nevada Las Vegas can just take all those points and, uh, you know, jump uh, back into the lead. That's right. And then we have Arizona, who's played two more games than everybody else. Um, they have a home series against UNLV and a home series against Arizona State. So it's, in theory, it's possible for Arizona to. Uh, to maybe catch, um, yep. but they, what they've got to hope is that Nevada, Las Vegas, you know, stumbles the rest of the way, and that Central and Missouri State basically split the rest of their 
um, you know, well, they get to split the series amongst one another and then lose everything else. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I say it's a four horse race right now, but two of the horses are, are breaking away from the pack central in Oklahoma, central Oklahoma and Missouri state. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Andrew. Well, Hey, let's listen to a horn really quick and then we'll, uh, let's, we, we got a lot to talk about, so I don't know that we're going to play any, uh, stupid <laughs> stupid things <laughs> you want me to play a stupid thing no i'm good no, i'm good all right here we go uh but hey as they say in hockey let's do that hockey let's do that hockey chance okay oh boy yeah the rankings just came out um we're recording this on thursday a day later um and uh, so rankings just came out yesterday. Six WCHL teams are in the most recent ranking, ranking number 13. Nevada, Las Vegas has moved up a spot. They're number four. Central Oklahoma drops a spot. They're number seven. Missouri State drops two spots. They're number 10. Arizona moved up, or they stayed at 15. Stayed 15, yeah. Utah dropped a spot to 19. And Arizona State, they stayed at 23. The uh, the other four teams from the conference just outside the uh, top 25, Grand Canyon is 28. They moved up a spot. Colorado is 29, moved up a spot. Andrews, Oklahoma Sooners moved up four spots. Ooh, big movers. Big movers. Uh, it's kind of kind of interesting. Moved up to 34, and then Colorado State moved, uh, I think they moved up. No, they stayed at 37. 37, yeah. Now, I do have a beef with these uh, rankings. Oh, hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lindenwood is number one, Minot number two, Liberty number three, Nevada, Las Vegas four. Then after that, the rest of the top ten, let's just get to it. And then Andrew's beef, uh, five is Iowa State, six, Adrian, Central Oklahoma seven, Stony Brook eight, Jamestown nine, Missouri State ten. Andrew, go ahead and give me a beef. Illinois. Illinois. Number 12 in the ACHA right now. Yep. They are 12, 12, and 1. Yep. Directly ahead of an 18 and 3 Indiana Tech. Yep. A 15 and 3 Pittsburgh. Yep. A 14 and 4 Aquinas. Mm hmm. You know, say what you want about the uh, Niagara 18 and 3. I mean, our 12 and 12 team has no place that high. I'm just saying right now. Well, you know what I'm going to say to that. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? <laughs> That's all in who you play. That's exactly right. It's all in who you play. <laughs> That's all in who you play. You can go 18-3 yeah. and three against East Handkerchief State, or you can go 12-12 12 and 12 against uh, Ohio State, Alabama, and uh, you know who else is a big powerhouse that's not Oklahoma? Um, mm. Clemson, right? So uh, in terms of football, that's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. So Illinois, they play Iowa State, they play Lindenwood, they play Ohio, they play some of the big bad boys of the uh, of the ACHA, the Niagara's, the Pitts, the who else did you rattle off? The uh, let's see, oh, Indiana Tech, Aquinas, Aquinas. Yeah. I mean, they play yeah. Adrian every now and then. They play Michigan Dearborn every now and then, but they also play Eastern Michigan. Well, here you know what? Let's let's go through it, Andrew, and I'm not going to go through everybody's. Yeah, but um, you know, there's Eastern Michigan is number sixty-eight out of sixty-eight <laughs> in the ACHA. Bring up the rear. O Oakland is number sixty-seven. That's uh, surprising when I saw that. By the way, yeah, sixty-six is Rochester College. Then Rochester Institute of Technology is number sixty-five. And then we have Mercyhurst, Duquesne, Western Michigan, Syracuse, and Northern Illinois. Those eight teams, nine teams 
are the worst ranked teams in, you know, and I'm not trying to shame them, but I'm just saying the Niagara's of the world, they've, they had a couple of games with RIT, the yep. Pitts of the world. They've played Mercyhurst and Duquesne. Um, uh, the, the Aquinas and the, um, uh, uh, who, who else did you rattle off? Indiana Tech. Indiana they, Tech, they, yep. They've played the Oaklands and the Eastern Michigans. And um, so, you know, that's what happens when you play. You know, it's, it's all, the, the, the computer ranking is a, is a component of not only how did you do, but who did you do it against. Yeah. And yeah. you've got to, and it, it's also, it's cumulative. It builds on one another. So you've got to, beat somebody and then hope that person goes the rest of the way and beats whoever they do because that makes your win over them look better over the course of the season yeah i just it doesn't it doesn't pass the eye test oh well luckily for us <laughs> we're we're the rankings are not based on andrew's eyes they're based on the computer so uh anyways anyways how, it's, how about that yeah, yeah. I, hey, trust me. There's a there's another podcast out there that focuses on the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and they do the exact same thing. Really? Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, and I've tried to tell them it's not. This isn't college football. This isn't week to week. It builds on the whole season. Yeah. And it's not only who you play; it's how you did it, and then it's who they play too. So you've got to, uh, you know, it helps to have it, it. Well, it's part of the it's part of the reason why the WCHL is so good. Because we have so many good teams that just playing in conference is going to improve your strength of schedule so much. Whereas some of these other teams, you know, the Niagara's of the world, 20 is like the best they're going to do because they play in such a terrible conference. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. You're talking about another podcast on our podcast. Uh-huh. Should we should we have like a podcast fight somewhere? Like meet up in, <laughs> like meet up in the desert or something? No, you know, no, no, like, no, no. Like Anchorman, where where our news crew is fighting the other news crew. Andrew for 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 dominance, you know. Andrew, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, if it was just me and you taking on those guys, then yeah, I think uh, I think I think we can we can take them. But <laughs> but a lot of those guys are out of Las Vegas, Andrew. And I don't know if you saw The Hangover or if yeah, you've seen yeah, some he, other like Casino or some other. There, there's holes in the desert just waiting to be filled. Yes, and <laughs> and and mine would be a pretty big hole. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with those guys because uh, because of the unknown the unknown factor. <laughs> Yeah, a little anchorman action. Our our crew against their crew. You, you can be Brick Tamblin, huh? <laughs> well, hey, in the eyes uh, of the computer, though, let's 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 call it what it is, right? The Central States Collegiate Hockey League is has the highest ranked. It's the highest ranked conference in the ACHA, and traditionally, it's been re- referred to as the toughest conference. But that's because it has Lindenwood, Iowa State, Illinois, and Ohio in it. Yeah. Right? That's one in this most recent ranking. That's one, five, twelve, and sixteen. But they also have Roosevelt, who is dragging up at forty-nine. Yeah. So right. Roosevelt's their anchor, right? The second best conference, according to the computer, is the Western Collegiate Hockey League, and we have no surprise there. Ten teams, yeah, ten teams, top to bottom, anywhere from four to thirty-seven. Then after that is if you just go through conferences. I mean, in, they lump the independents all together. There are five independents. They're right behind the WCHL. If, they, if the independent was a conference, they would be number three. Then we have the Eastern States League. That's the Stony Brook, Rhode Island League. 
Then you have the WAC, W-H-A-C. That's the Indiana Tech Michigan Dearborn Aquinas League. You know, and they, they rank anywhere from 13 all the way to 66. They have Rochester College. Yep, way down there. Then you look at my B conference, the MCH. Maryville is up there at number 11. Midland's at 21. But then I've got Northern Illinois at, at 60. I've got McKendree at 51. So there's a huge range there. Then the last two dragging up the rear. Last three, last four are the Pittsburgh League, the CHMA. Then you have the Great Lakes League, the one with Adrian, number six. That goes all the way from number six to number 68. That's 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 a lot right there. The huge it goes from six. The next highest ranked team, Andrew, in that Great Lakes League is twenty six. There's a twenty point drop off. Yeah. Whereas if you look at our conference, we go from four to seven. There's a three point drop off. Yeah. Right. So you got the Great Lakes League, and then the last two terrible conferences in the ACHA are the Northeastern League, that crappy New York League, and then the ECHA, the crappy uh, Philadelphia League. You know. (laughs) So, um, anyways. It's uh, it's it's all in who you play. It's it's yep. all in who you play, and and yeah, how do you do is. when you play them? So uh, yeah. when you because when you look at our, I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. The teams in the Western League, if they're not playing one another, they're playing teams out of the Central States League, which is yeah, all- the computer says is number one, or they're playing independents like UNLV and Jamestown and Grand Canyon just did, and they say the independent conference, if it was a conference, would be number three. So we're not playing teams, you know, that are, you know, sucking gas at the end of the computer, right? We're playing, if we're not playing people in our conference, we're either playing the, the, the conference that the computer says is number one ahead of us or the conference that the computer is, says is right behind us at number three. So it's say what you, it's, it's crazy. It's my, crazy stuff, my, but. my rant is over. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I just, yeah. it doesn't. It, doesn't pass the eye test, right? And it's the uh, well, and like they did that tournament, right? And they got bounced out first round, didn't they? In their little Chicago showcase thing they did. I don't remember who uh, Illinois. The uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they didn't put up much of a fight there, as I remember, right? No, uh, they they played. I think they played uh, Rhode Island right from the jump, and they won that one. And then the next game, they played. Uh, they lost. And yeah, when they ran into real teams, they they started losing, right? <laughs> yeah, I think they had to play like Liberty or something. Yeah, and then that's uh, the thing, right? Yeah, and then they lost. Uh, the, I think they lost. I don't know what they did. I, I don't yeah. care what they did. I don't yeah. pay attention. Don't, to them. don't don't tell me you're sitting here knocking on the top ten, right? And and you can't beat the you can't beat the studs out there, you know? Well, yeah, that's that's a that's a totally different thing, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, hey, if we were to do nationals based on this, Andrew, I, you know, what's the one thing we want to avoid at nationals? Playing each other, playing conference matchups in the first round, yeah. and unfortunately, I think we have one in the first round. So on Thursday, with the way that nationals would shake out right now, nineteen teams would make it. Utah would be a would get bumped. Um, because Niagara, the number 20 team, is the leader of that. They would get the, that auto bid from that conference. So Utah, the next team, would get bumped because William Patterson from that terrible uh, Eastern Conference, <laughs> that, that Philadelphia League, they would come in. I think they're high, the highest rank, I think they said, was like 39 or 40, something like oh. that. Yeah, so they're, they're a long ways from the top 20. Yeah. So the Thursday matchups would be Indiana Tech versus William Patterson, and the winner of that game would get UNLV. Uh, Pitt versus Niagara, the winner of that game would get Liberty. 
Arizona versus Aquinas. The the winner of that game would get Minot. And then Ohio-Michigan-Dearborn, the winner of that game would get Lindenwood. So those are the Thursday-Friday matchups if Nationals were held now. And then uh, Saturday, the 5-12 through 12 games, it would be Iowa State versus Illinois. There's a conference matchup. Yep. Adrian versus Maryville. I think they played last year. Um, or no, it was Liberty and Maryville. Um, anyways, that, w- that would be a mismatch. Uh, the next matchup would be UCO and Missouri State, which would be a hell of a game, but it's the, it'd yeah. be the fifth time they play all this season. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, enough, right? nobody wants to see that. No. And then uh, the other, the last game, the eight nine game, would be Stony Brook against Jamestown. So luckily for us, the uh, there's still time for a little bit more movement, but um, those would be the matchups: Iowa State, Illinois, Adrian Maryville, UCO, Missouri State, Stony Brook, Jamestown. If we if we were to go to nationals right now, yeah. So luckily, we're not going to nationals right now. Yeah, we can sort some more of this out, right? And yeah, let's see what uh, let's see what this this weekend's games were. Because I'm like you. I mean, one going to nationals is fun, but two, like get teams that don't normally play or would never play, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the big that's the big thing to me, right? Is just doing something like that where it makes it more entertaining, in my opinion. Yep. Yep, I wish, I wish, I wish. I, I, I would like to avoid those uh, conference matchups in the first round. If they happen later round, so be it. Yeah, yeah, at, at that, it's, yeah, you can't control it, right? You can't control it. Andrew, we got some games coming up this weekend. Let's uh, oh get to it because you and I have prattled on for a little while. And the people, <laughs> want, the people want, to, want to hear your predictions. Oh, boy. So uh, let's get right to it. Oh, hey, before, before we do that... Um, well, the first game that's the first series is Arizona State at Grand Canyon. And before we uh, get your predictions, I just want to say a little something. Break, okay. break a little news, and then I want to say a little something. The news is Arizona State had a head coaching change here over the between the semester break. Tate Green is going to or has stepped away, and his assistant Austin Klein is going to take over the reins for the remainder of the season. Kelly Newton will stay on as an assistant as well. Um, and I just want to. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know the particulars of what happened, and I don't know that I want to know. Uh, all I know is that uh, in the time, the, the years that I have uh, dealt with, with Tate Green, he's been nothing but a class act, and he's been nothing but a uh, good person to deal with. And um, I was surprised by, by the news um, I understand. I mean, it's not my place to to judge one way or the other. I mean, I'm going to presume that Arizona State's doing what they think is best, but um, I I think the WCHL is was uh, is I'm sure Austin Klein will do a great job, but um, it's it it's a a loss for the WCHL in my opinion that Tate Green is not involved in somehow some form or fashion with Arizona State and. Um, I'm, I'm going to miss him. I mean, I know he hasn't fallen off the face of the earth. He's not dead or anything. I can text him and call him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, I enjoy he's he's hilarious. I think he's a pretty sharp guy. And, um, uh, you know, I think he did uh, a pretty damn good job at Arizona State dealing with a lot of the issues that they've that they have there. They're, they're issues that are unique to Arizona State. Nobody else in the Western League has an NCAA team that they have to deal with. Yeah. Nobody else in the uh, in in the con- in our conference has to has to share a room or share a building with that NCAA team. 
Um, nobody else has to uh, also do everything humanly possible at, as directed by the university to separate yourself identity-wise from that NCAA team. I mean, they can't use the pitchfork. They can't use the font. They can't use the, the, the you know, they have to use the old retread names and everything. Yeah, so, and, and I thought that's kind of crazy in my opinion. Yeah, and I thought Tate did a hell of a job. And, um, anyways, I'm sorry to see him go. I'm excited to see what happens with ASU the rest of the way. But, um, well, just I, I'm I'm going to miss him. And, um, anyways, uh, I I owe him some beers. He's he's got some great stories, and I love the fact that he's he had to become a a certified storyteller for whatever the tribe is up in South Dakota, just so we can go visit the crazy horse Memorial. He's now, he had to pay an X number of dollars. I forget what it was, five or 10 bucks to, so that he could become an official storyteller for the tribe just Come so we can go visit. Oh, he did. And he did. And so every time I, every time we talk, I, <laughs> I give him a hard time for, Hey, tell me a story. Tell, give me, give me, <laughs> talk to me, storyteller. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, that before we got going on Arizona State, I just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss my friend. Um, at least I'll miss my friend um, uh, on the ice and part of the WCHL. Yeah, no, he's he's one of the ones that we that we that we thought highly of. Good guy, good coach. So yeah, and he's grounded. He doesn't. He, he's not too full of himself. I mean, he gets it. This is yeah. it's ACHA hockey, right? It's not the NHL. It's no one's, no one's going to, you know, hopefully no one's going to jump off a tall building or anything if we lose or if we win a game. I mean, yeah. stuff happens, but he, he gets it. So anyways, Andrew, thanks for uh, putting up with me on that. The first, no. the first series this week, Arizona state gets back to business here in the spring and they're going to play at Grand Canyon. Oh, so coach Klein and coach, uh, uh, coach Newton, Yep, they're going to be up against it, playing at GCU. What do you think is going to happen there? The uh, I'm going to call a split. Split. Grand Grand Canyon's playing tough. Opening set of games for Arizona State, like you said. So yeah, Katie bar the door. All righty, Andrew. The next I'm I'm going to save your game for the last because I'm I'm going to put you on the spot, and that way the Missouri State folks can uh, they can find this in the podcast and get some bulletin board material from you. <laughs> UNLV, number four in the nation, goes down to take on Arizona in Tucson on Friday and Saturday night. Arizona, now, what are they? They're 15. So four versus 15 down in the TCC. Split. Remember, the this was a split in Vegas. Yes, it was. Earlier in the season. So yeah, uh, you're saying UNLV, a split now. UNLV won Friday and Arizona won Saturday, if I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh. All right. Monday so, is sharp tonight, baby. I'm thinking we're going to. Uh, this could be setting a trend here. UCO is going to Colorado to play uh, the Buffs at the CU Boulder Rec Center. I'll tell you, Colorado's pretty confident. Pretty uh, confident coming off of the Missouri uh, State weekend. I'm, I'm going to say this is going to be a uh, UCO sweep. Oh, you wanted to say split. Tell me. I almost said split. But yeah, we're going UCO uh, sweep here. You see, Missouri State is hoping for a split, or they're hoping for a CU sweep. Yeah. Um, totally. Yep. Yeah, but uh, all right. So Andrew says a Colorado uh, will not split. Colorado will not sweep. You're saying UCO will sweep. That's all right. right. That leaves one more. Now I realize I'm putting you on the spot. That's right. Because it's your hockey team. It's the Oklahoma Sooners playing right. at Missouri State. And uh, earlier in the season, Missouri State came down to Oklahoma and beat Oklahoma, if I remember right, twice. 
Well, let me see. One here. goal games. Yeah, two to one and five to four. Yeah, two goal games. So, uh, Andrew, what do you think? Oklahoma at Missouri State. They uh, split. Look at you, a split. All right. So, Andrew says ASU and Grand Canyon will split. Andrew says UNLV and Arizona will split. Andrew says UCO will sweep Colorado. And he says Oklahoma and Missouri State will split at the Jordan Valley Ice Park. All righty, Andrew. Hey, one one, side, one uh, series that we forgot to talk about was Colorado State. They're on the road at Illinois. You just got through bagging on Illinois this weekend. So, yes, uh, give me some predictions. Colorado State at Illinois. Non-conference matchup. Non-conference, the, uh, if it's the same Colorado State that uh, was here last semester, they play tough, and I think they're going to uh, steal a couple, two games from Illinois here. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right, so you're going to say a sweep on the big pond. A sweep on the big pond. Hey, Just remember to keep it inside the dots. From your lips to God's ears, let's hope it happens. And yeah, stay <laughs> away right. from the boards. Keep it inside yeah. the dots is right. Yeah, keep it inside the dots. All righty. All right, uh, oh. hey, one one other thing that I think is pretty cool. Um, Central Oklahoma is bringing a video crew with them. I shouldn't say they're bringing. They have a video. One of the kids is from the Colorado area, and Dad has a, apparently a video, a broadcast set up. Colorado's uh, broadcast of their home games sometimes is hit and miss. And uh, so UCO is bringing their own broadcast, and so they're going to set up, and they'll provide an alternate broadcast, if you will. It might be the only broadcast. It might be a primary broadcast, but I think it's I like pretty it. cool. I like it. So uh, it won't be the same sixes and sevens that we get from uh, Arctic Edge, thankfully. Um, now, the only disappointing thing is the penny deal where you could talk to each other during the intermissions. You know, that, that, that was a kid, and that, that kid, his name was Mitch. <laughs> And he was, he was a character and a half. I'm telling you what, he, he, <laughs> yes. he, he was like a college version of Russell Brand. For pulling that off, he was a beauty. Oh, he was sure. a beauty, is right. <laughs> um, I wish he would. I wish he would stick around. But you know, he's he's gone, and uh, so yeah, the the Venmo where you can Venmo people Venmo. during the intermission. You can Venmo yes. the Colorado announcers, and man, he made some money. He made a lot of beer money during that thing. That was fantastic. Yeah, we had to. I had to find. I had to find out how to get in touch with Mitch so that other people can do that because you can. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Yes, <laughs> got in a lot of trouble. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, and, and I. I was just saying, hey, thankfully UCO is not bringing the broadcasters. They have one broadcaster who does an excellent, excellent, excellent job um, at UCO. It's Curtis Johnson, a former player for UCO. Um, he has sometimes he has some uh, some sidekicks with him, um, and sometimes he is the sidekick. Um, but I'm just here to say, uh, Curtis does a hell of a job. I think doing the yeah. UCO broadcast, he, he picks up on stuff. He gives respect to both teams. You know, there, there is an announcer over there that knows everybody on the Broncos, but the other team is the other team. Yeah. You know, it's the other team is Colorado state this past weekend. He wouldn't know numbers. He wouldn't know names, wouldn't know anything. Curtis knows Curtis knows everything, and he 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 describes stuff. He's pretty sharp in terms of talking about the uh, the, the defensive setup, the the breakouts. He's about yeah. the offense, the power play. And, and I'm not saying he's not John Madden. He's not you know describing things on the telestrate or anything. But for an ACHA broadcast, he's pretty damn good. Well, and the thing like with talking about broadcasting and stuff like these kids, like the visiting teams. They're not highly funded, so they're not bringing groups of broadcasters with them and all that stuff. So I always 
am a proponent of if you're the home team, you know, do a little homework into this thing. And, you know, as much light as you're shining on the home team, the visiting team is listening also. So shine, make sure you're shining some light on those kids also, right? The uh, kind of kind of be a neutral party to the thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Clemente, you're you're serving both teams. You know, you're not. Yeah, you're serving your team because that's your team that you that you go to school for and so forth, so on. But you're really, you know, you're really serving both teams, in my opinion. So that's well, my two cents. I, I I think you're serving yourself, right? You're are you are you a good broadcaster or are you a homer? Yes. And uh, and there's nothing wrong with being a homer. It's no. just you know. Uh, Tom Callahan in Arizona, I think he does a hell of a job because he knows the players on both teams. Yeah. And um, so it's um, – anyways, I, I, I tend to agree with you, Andrew. And, um, I, you know, I'm just grateful that we have broadcasts. And so I'm very yep. grateful that UCO is bringing their broadcast crew and we'll yeah, have – Yeah, we might have dueling broadcasts or we might just have one. But regardless, I'm grateful that we have it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep, yep. So we'll have uh, – I mean, we'll have decent. Grand Canyon will be on Black Dog. Missouri State will be on uh, Web Sports Radio on YouTube. Arizona will be on their thing at YouTube. And Colorado will either be on the UCO YouTube page or Colorado's YouTube page at uh, Sco Buff Sports. Of course, the, the, the issue with Colorado is sometimes it's on Facebook, sometimes it's on Instagram, sometimes it's on uh, Twitter. Yeah, it's just very hit and miss. And you don't want to follow links because they do it to us also. Oh. You know, there, there's people that post those phony links out there. Yep. Oh yeah. And the next thing, next thing you know, here, here you are, right? Yeah, that's that's the latest thing. I, I can, from wearing my hat with the ACHA communication side of things, I've reported probably over a hundred posts, or yeah. just this past weekend of uh, uh, phony links from. Yeah. There's some Czechoslovakians out there that are. Yeah. Uh, or or Romanians or North Koreans or whoever the hell it is. They're. Uh, Finding think, these games and they're putting out fake broadcasts, fake links. I think we, I think we blocked three or four just on Thursday of the UCO game. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. All right, hey Andrew, that was me taking a gulp of water. Oh, but hold, hold on, because you, we have something special after this. Oh yes, we do. Andrew, Andrew, when I played the horn, you're not supposed to say anything. Hold on. All right, Andrew, you got approached at the UCO game, the UCO-Oklahoma game. You got approached by somebody. Why don't you tell the masses what you were approached with? Oh, boy. So we were approached with firing up questions from our wonderful listeners. Yeah. So I thought it was a good idea, so I told the person that brought this up I would take it to the higher-ups of the podcast and (laughs) go from there. So oh. here we are. Here we are. So listeners' questions for the week. We had a dedicated listener, a UCO fan, a UCO employee, a UCO super fan, who suggested that we take listener questions, and has not provided a listener question. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, we, luckily, we have some other good listeners. Yeah. Right? So what what I did was I reached out to uh, to a couple of folks and I got some questions. Yep. Um, a gentleman who uh, is affectionately known as the Wizard, all hat no cape. Oh, he yeah. has he has a question <laughs> that he asks of Chris. He says, "Chris, if Arizona State's men's one team were a woman, how worried should your wife be?" <laughs> um, well, you know, I, 
don't think she has to be worried. No, I, oh I, I think I think that's just I think that's just Arizona jealousy from the uh, from the wizard that he doesn't uh. like to hear anything good about Arizona State. He probably he probably just heard all this stuff about me talking about Coach Green and probably threw up in a bucket and then. Um, he probably went out and then did a tap dance and a jig on top of that bucket after he heard that there was a coaching change at ASU. <laughs> so just just because he's an Arizona fan. So anyways, the, the question, if Arizona State was a woman, how worried should my wife be? The answer is not worried at all. I love her very much. She's awesome. <laughs> and Arizona State's men's one team, I know. Uh, second question from the wizard is if Arizona state's men's one team were a man, how worried should my wife be? <laughs> what a jerk. This is perfect. This is going right how I wanted it to. <laughs> what a jerk. We, we've got you on the ropes. I, th- I think we're going to ban the wizard from, uh, asking us any more questions. That's great. Oh, geez. All right. Hey, um, I got some questions from, uh, the Missouri state, uh, PA guy. Um, let us, let us hear it. He asks, and Andrew, I guess we'll let you answer this and then, uh, maybe I'll answer it. Who knows? He asks, what is something people seem to misunderstand about the ACHA and WCHL in particular? The, uh, so I would say the biggest misunderstanding at our level is the fact that these kids are just regular student body athletes. They, uh, they're paying full tuition at school and, most of these kids are paying for their hockey. That's how most of these programs are funded is through uh, player fees and all that. So I think that's a very large misunderstanding at our level. Yeah, yeah, I would tend to agree. I think the uh, they tend to think that kids get scholarships and that this is somehow or another affiliated with an athletic department. And um, at least in this conference, that's not the case. Not, not the case. No, these are true sports clubs uh, for the most part. I think only Grand Canyon is can claim to be somehow affiliated with their part part of their school, uh, you know, hierarchy. They've taken club club sports kind of officially in, under their wing, but everybody else is just more of a a club, and you know, they just were in, kind of in that gray area, if you will, between yep. the Tiddlywinks Club and football. You know, it's not varsity football or varsity basketball. It's also not Quidditch or, you know, the book club. It's somewhere in between. So, uh, yeah, very good question. Very good question. Yes, that's a very good question. All right, here we go. What is question number two from the Missouri State PA guy? Ready? He says, what is, he asks, what is one thing that happened in the WCHL that you didn't expect? I probably ought to answer that one, huh? Yep, yep, I would say, yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the one thing that I did not expect. I, I expected to be good. I didn't expect to be as good as long as we've been in terms of a conference strength overall. I did yeah. not expect that that the conference would be as ultra competitive as it has been. I knew we were going to have good teams. I also knew we were going to have some stinker teams at times. Um, but um, you know, I just in my little kind of rankings thing. You know, geez, what our top team right now is number four. Our worst team is number thirty-seven. Yeah, um, year. there are conferences out there whose best team isn't thirty-seven. That's right. So I'm I've been pleasantly surprised with the um, ultra competitiveness of the of all the teams, and that includes you know the the six original teams, the additions of Missouri State and Arkansas, and um, 
the most recent additions, even though we lost Arkansas, the most recent additions of Utah, Grand Canyon, and UNLV. And so. Yeah, I mean, and I would probably expand on that a little bit. Um, probably the big surprise for me is just how, just the, I'm going to say rapid expansion, but, you know, how fastly you've grown um, to the West, you know, taking in some of these independents like Grand Canyon and UNLV and stuff like that. And, and just strengthening the uh, WCHL and going to add to the success uh, moving forward, right? Yep, yep. And I, and I think I think the the thing that goes with that ultra-competitiveness that's been a, a, another pleasant surprise is, I'm gonna, I don't want this to sound weird, but um, every, every, the WCHL and in, in the, in the personalities in the WCHL are not... Uh, they're, they everyone seems to get along fairly well. They all want yeah. to stick together. There's a sense of unity that we're, you know, everybody wants to win. Don't get me wrong. And everybody wants to beat the socks off the other guy. Uh, but at the end of the day, we recognize that we're in a conference and some people will do things that aren't popular um, yep. or, or aren't in the best interest of their program, but they do it because it's in the best interest of the conference and the other nine programs or the other however many programs there are at the time. So that unity, that uh, stick togetherness, that cooperative or uh, sense, I think that's been uh, a, a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, and, and paramount too for for the overall success of everything, right? Well, I I think the proof is in the pudding, right? We're we, everybody recognizes that iron sharpens iron, and right. that the I, I've said this before, and people probably are sick of it, but a rising tide floats all boats, and you can just look at the our worst team right now is number thirty seven in the conference, and they're not bad. I mean, come on, Colorado State had had the number seven team down after two periods or a period gave them a, a, a gave them a game, you know. So it's not like uh, I mean, our our in theory the lowest ranked team. I shouldn't say the worst. The lowest ranked team, you know, is a, still a pretty damn good team, and so uh, everybody wants to get better and. Um, so I think that's that's not one thing. That's probably two things. But uh, I, that's that's I'm I'm pleased with how strong the conference has been for how long the conference has been around now nine years, and um, I'm pleased with the uh, how competitive it is and how everybody yep. kind of gets along. Yeah, well, and it's, and I think it's a understanding of we know we we need each other out here, right? We're, yep. Yep. So that's that's the cool thing about it, I think. Then the, you know, the inside baseball here. I run another conference, and trust me, the knives are out in that other conference. Yeah, yeah, and there's, it's there's they're not singing kumbaya over there. Yeah, you know, and it's and I don't know if I can speak for everybody in this, but I know if we're playing one of our conference foes, you know, I want to beat them and I want to beat the socks off of them. But when I'm not playing them, I want them to beat the socks off of whoever they're playing. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of, I kind of pull for these guys, and that probably sounds corny to say, but it's the truth. Yep, it absolutely is. All right, last question that we have from the Missouri State PA guy. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. If we could have a billboard for the ACHA slash WCHL, what would it be, and why? There's only one answer here. <laughs> What's that? 
I think you've got the answer, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a big picture of me and you. That's right. That's right. Big sugar and white ninja. Here we go. <laughs> That'll scare people away. It'll, it'll be like a silver alert. We don't need that. No. Hey, if I could have a billboard for the Western Collegiate Hockey League, you know what it would be? I mean, this is going to, I'm not a graphics designer, but in my mind, I would have the logos for all 10 teams. I would have the conference logo, and then I would have a picture of the three of either the Murdoch Cup or the three teams. The Central Oklahoma has won the whole thing twice. Arizona State's won it once since we, the conference has been around. So three times in the past eight years, one of those years being a COVID year. Um, I think it's pretty damn good. So I would have all of our logos. I would have those three pictures kind of grayed, superimposed on the back. I would have the big conference logo right there in the middle. And underneath it would say, you know, Conference WC Western Collegiate Hockey League, con- the Conference of Champions. Yep. I mean, that's what I would do. Now, I would, hey, for the WCHL pod, I'd have your mug and my mug, and oh, you know, totally. it would look like, you know, frickin' frack up there. Um, what else? What else would you expect, right? Yeah, and for and for the and for the ACHA, if I were going to do a billboard for the ACHA, Andrew, I think I would put something. It would just show, you know, uh, uh, a, a, a celebration or a, um, you know, a, 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 an action shot from an ACHA game, probably the championship yeah. game, and it would just sit there and say the ACHA um, college hockey. It would say uh, college hockey. Um, true student athletes and, um, you know, the best, um, you know, what would it say? I'd have to put some little tagline. It would say, you know, true student athletes, college hockey, and then something, uh, you know, you know, a great, uh, not great experience. It would be, I'd have to find up a funky tagline, but it would basically be something that says it'll be the best time of your life. Yeah. These kids, they don't realize it. You know, four or five years is going to come and go in a flash. Quickly, yes. And before you know it, they're in the real world and they're working and they're doing, you know, they think they have it tough to do taking 12 or 15 hours of college. Where do they have to go to work for 40 to 60 hours a week? (laughs) That's right. Just wait, right? Yeah. And then they got, you know, a mortgage and bills and whatnot. And, this is the time of their life when they should be enjoying college the most. And I think, yep. I think this is the ACHA is a great, um, I think the ACHA is a great, um, add on or a great, oh, what, what do you call it? Extra, extra value add or extra added value to yep. that college experience because, you know, college is fun as it is. Girls and parties and sports and studying and tests and exams and cramming and all that kind of fun. You know, you, you grow up in college. Yep. But these guys get to go out and they get to represent their school. And they get yeah. at, at whatever level. And it's girls and guys. And, and, and they get to represent their school. And they get to travel and see places that they normally wouldn't ever see in their life. And And there's only a select few that get to do it for their school, right? That's exactly right. And... Uh, they're gonna they're gonna make friendships that will last them a lifetime, yep. and they'll make connections that will last them a lifetime, and they will make memories that will last them a lifetime. Part of the reason why you and I get along so well is because we rode that dang bus from 
one side of the United States all the way to the other. Yes, we did. From the east to the west, and we rode it all the way up to Minot, North Dakota, and we rode it <laughs> as far south. How far south do we ride that bus? We, it, oh, was it Dallas, Lord. or was it Waco, or was it Lubbock? I mean, we've, we rode it as we've far south it. as the ACHA would take us. Yeah, and I mean, and I, yeah, I mean, and even like myself traveling with another team, you know, we've, you know, there's guys there that I've got, I've got friendships there that have been for years, you know, and yep. it's same thing with these guys. This but, is, yeah. so maybe that's what I would say. I would, I would have a picture of a, an action shot behind it and I would say ACHA and I would say true student athletes, Yep. competitive college hockey the time of their lives but you know? the chance of you and i getting tasked for something like this is slim to none so. well we're not hockey guys <laughs> we're not hockey guys so hey there we okay. go so five decent well three decent questions and two not so decent questions from the wizard well so what if we so what if we did the wchl picture of you and i on the big billboard up there and what if we just had the big hashtag not hockey guys <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we ought to call this podcast, the Not Hockey Guys podcast. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll fantastic. change it to that. Two dopes. <laughs> two two non <laughs> two two dopes. Yeah. The, Jeez. Oh, we could we could expand so much on that. <laughs> <laughs> well it's 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 so ambiguous. Oh man! No. All right. Well, hey, if you have uh, if you have any viewer questions, not viewer questions, if you have any listener questions, um, especially to the gentleman who suggested this, and then uh went silent on us um if you have any questions shoot it to us on yeah, uh, totally. twitter at wchl pod um shoot it to us at uh or on the western collegiate hockey league at western chl it's a twitter um you can follow andrew on stickford at stickford am s-t-i-c-k-f-o-r-d-a-m I'm on Twitter at CJP in OKLA. So, uh, you know, hit us up, send us a DM, send us a, uh, just send us a tweet. Don't be embarrassed. If you have a question, if you're a player, if you're a coach, if you're a fan, if you're a public address announcer, or if you're a retired, if you're a retired mathematician whose hat and his lack of a cape is just getting dusty in the corner (laughs) and you want to be snarky and send us more anti-Arizona State questions... (laughs) <laughs> please feel free but um yeah we'll we'll, we'll take them and then we'll answer them it's got to be yep. better than listening to me and you talk about books or something oh yes they can yeah. only we can only listen to andrew's crayon books and me and my burp and fart jokes so so many times <laughs> yeah. totally right yeah yeah, yeah. all right that, yeah but yeah fire those questions at us i think that we could build on that and uh turn that into a pretty interesting little segment i don't know people get bored yeah, we'll see. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? All right, Andrew, got anything else for us? That is all I have got today for you. You know, I was pretty excited, Andrew. Um, I'm, I'm not going to bag on it because we're, we're going to get out of here in a second. But uh, my our friends from Sweden, uh, I know they just put something out. Uh, March 11th, uh, while we're in Nationals, will be when their album comes out. But they just put out a, uh, a, a new tune yesterday on YouTube. And so uh, now they were supposed to be playing a TV show today, but uh, some of our some of our buddies, uh, one of them in particular, uh, caught COVID. So Jimmy Kimmel will have to wait for another day. But uh, yeah, our, the 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 guys who used to lead us off, uh, who got us going here on this mm-hmm. podcast, those rock and roll knuckleheads, those ghouls from Sweden. Um, yeah, they're they're coming out with some new stuff. They're they're emerging from the pandemic. Ooh, exciting times are ahead that's for sure yeah let's hope so let's hope so exciting times so we'll see all right anything else there andrew 
I have exhausted all of my resources. I'm going to hit the button, and uh, then I'm going to let you talk. Get us out of here. Ready? I am ready. Yeah. Hey, hold, hey hold, hold on, hold on. Got to let oh, me hit the button, to... damn it. Hey, get your finger on that button. You did hit record today, didn't you? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, hey, everybody have a great week. Great weekend. Watch some college hockey. Take care of each other. We will catch you on the floor.